With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. We're through a week and a half of practice. It's always, you know, when you start the first week halfway through, you're like, is that week one and now we're in week two? Right. So is this the week two takeaways? We've done one takeaways pod. Yeah, I think it's week two. This is week two. All right, this is week two. Yes. Uh, Okay, Wednesday's not week two. That's the end of two weeks, technically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll count this. This is our second full takeaways. So it counts as the week two takeaways. First week, week of pads. First yeah. week of pads. Okay. And this is an off day. Now it's getting really confusing. Exactly. Yeah. Week two takeaways. Here yes. we go. Yes. Okay. So we're the, these are week two takeaways. Garrett, why don't you kick it off? Who's uh, stood out to you in week two? Well, I think there's a bunch of guys. I mean, to me, if I'm if, beyond just who stood out, I, if I go at a high, you know, big picture level here, Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews t- both talked about the fact that they feel like this team is like more locked in. Laser focus was the term that Mark Andrews said. Lamar Jackson talked when he got here that he felt like the vibe around the team was different. And John Harbaugh was asked about that this week. Um, and I thought he, you know, he basically said, like, I would lean on what the players said. If that's what they're saying, then I would, mm-hmm. I, I would, you know, second that. Yep. Um, and I think that like that is just a very positive sentiment that I get around this team this year. Like, and I feel like a lot of times Coach Harbaugh on those things is like, ah, I have no idea. It's hard to compare one thing to the next. But he kind of endorsed it a little bit, you know, a little well, bit. When you're one of your star players, Mark Andrews says yeah. it. You know, you're not going to be like, nah, I think he's. Wrong. Yeah, it's true. That's true. Mark and Lamar are both saying it. Um, but I think and that plus, like, like like John said, like they're he as a coach, he feels like they're always locked in, which I would agree with. Uh, you know, yeah. don't really see a John Harbaugh coach team sitting there goofing around and you know whatever, not focused on. Yeah, the I think they're always locked in it just seems like to me I, I go back to kind of what Lamar said previously like the vibe feels different and there just seems to be like this real enthusiasm excitement buzz energy confidence they know they have team. a really good team yes they know they have a really good team and I think they're excited about what this offense can be and Todd Munkin and and on defense they have a bunch of dogs you know young players ready to break out veterans like they know they have a good team yeah for sure and so like when you feel like plus you you after what happened last year at the end of the year, you know, you got Lamar on a contract, that whole situ- situation settled, like, you know, you feel like, all right, we got unfinished business and, mm-hmm. and we got the team to do it, to finish that business. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Right. I think that's like, to me. Oh, I think that's all part of it. I, yeah. th- I just think there's like a real sense of confidence about the team. And I think that we're seeing that on the field. Yeah. Um, I've been impressed. So I think that's like at the big picture level. Let me, let me, uh, you know, you're you're going definitely. You want to go in the weeds? You want to start? You want to dive into the uh, nickel, the nickel corner <laughs> left guard spot? <laughs> That's not where I was going. Okay. I was just going. You're going full purple 
sunglasses on right now. Just you're drinking, you're just gulping the Kool Aid. It's a size them up week two training camp. And takeaways. And you're going to go with the Todd Munkin. I'm going with the Todd Munkin. Todd Munkin sent a message this week. Yeah. And Todd Munkin's not not uh, you know as rainbow and sunshine as you are right now. He's on the flip side. <laughs> and you know, let's call call a spade a spade. Like I think let's be real. You know, like he says the offense has a lot of work to do. They got a ways to go. And like, you know, I don't think the offenses look bad or mm-hmm. anything like that. But like, you know, I think that they're still getting comfortable in it. I think that Lamar's throwing the ball really well. Like the ball's coming out of his hand really well. He's he's throwing it great. You know, like it's going it's a process. Mm-hmm. And Todd Munkin, uh, you know, sent that message uh, after Thursday's practice that like, you know, we got some work to do. Yeah, I always. It's tough to tell. Like, is that coach speak? Is that I did not message? get the feeling that it was just coach speak. Um, Todd Munkin seems he's like a straight shooter. <laughs> yes, and so <laughs> it seemed pretty. I mean, he said like he. I mean, he flat out said like we're not very good right now. Uh huh. You know, he's you know, when he was asked like, can you evaluate how good this offense is without J.K. Dobbins and Bateman on the field? He's like, well, we're not really good right now, so like it doesn't matter. Like. Yeah, n- not in relation to their absence. Right, exactly, exactly. Like he wants, and and his his point, like I, I think that it's worth saying is it's not. I don't think it's a lack of confidence in where they can go, but like right certainly. now, certainly right and now, they, they have well, a lot of work before right. they get ready for the season. I mean, there's a month until the season starts, right? So like that's okay. That's not reason to like, you know, don't listen to this and start hitting the the panic button, you know. But like, I thought it was kind of a all right. It was a real moment. And a little humbling, like there's just been a lot of hype around this offense with good reason. Mm -hmm. Got great weapons. You got Munkin, who I think is going to is, you know, doing a great job and it's going to be good and all that. But like it was a bit of a sobering moment, you know, where he's like, yeah, like we got a long way to go. Yeah. Well, also, it was interesting on practice on Friday. He Harbaugh said that the offense won the day, right. but guys are still frustrated because there's this like perfectionist the, element right, that they have. Perfection. Like they're right. chasing perfection and they expect to be really good. So if I, Lamar misses Mark down the field or if Mark doesn't haul in a pass when there's, you know, Kyle Hamilton right there, like he's mad. He right. like Mark wants to make that play even in practice. Yeah, for sure. And and that's a good thing. You know, like and I think Todd Munkin's the same way. Like he wants it to be perfect. Like you know, he draws it up and he's like, this is the way it needs to look, right? And it doesn't look that way right now. And so, like, the perfectionist that I think he is also, he's going to feel like, we got to get there. Right. You know, we got work to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Um, now, all right, now a couple of guys I want to mention that, like, look good. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. I just mentioned him briefly, but I think Kyle Hamilton, I've been really impressed with what mm-hmm. I've seen from him in the second year. That was Marcus Williams over the top, by the way, on that mark play. Well, there was two of them. But both of them were there. Both Kyle of them Hamilton were there. did have a good day. Yeah, Kyle Hamilton was there. He he was uh, in, in one-on-ones, like running step-for-step step with Mark and looked yep. pretty good there. Um, I think that he was just, he's been good in general. And I thought that, like we've talked a little bit in about how there's this fluidity between him and Marcus Williams. Mm-hmm. And... Kyle Hamilton straight up said it this week when I asked him about it. He's like, we don't really have a free safety, strong safety. Like, right. And we can both be interchangeable. And I just think that as he makes this transition to more of a tr- that true safety role, we've wondered how that's going to look. And I've been very encouraged by how he's looked so far. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, yeah, that's that was a pretty big storyline. Uh, that is. I mean, stepping into Chuck Clark's role. Chuck Clark's played a pretty, pretty big 
uh, role on this team over the past several years and for him to just step in there and be playing at this level. And, you know, he he's a different kind of player than Chuck. You know, he's a much bigger, longer player. Like, maybe he can offer, you know, he offers a different skill set than Chuck. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think the ability to be a little bit more of a center fielder at times and kind of be that rangy guy over the top on that long throw, you know, long throws the mark, but still be able to match up too. Like, he just by virtue of him being a Swiss army knife allows you to do so much more, I think than the Ravens could even do with Chuck Clark, who is a very good player. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been impressed. And then you want to talk receivers? Yeah. Well, actually I wanted to talk about a different position group and I thought the running backs and I thought, Ooh, uh, interesting. what John Harbaugh said about Todd Munkin's scheme and, and how they're going to use running backs was interesting. You know, you talk about the offense winning the day on Friday, well, they didn't really hit much down the field at all. And that's kind of been a theme of yeah, training camp is like get the ball out of Lamar's hands quickly. It's a lot of short stuff. And I think the way that they won the day on Friday was by hitting a lot of that short stuff. And Todd Munkin even talked about it too. And so what it is is in a Greg Roman offense, there really wasn't a check down. He had said on multiple occasions, Lamar Jackson is the check down. If Lamar doesn't have Mark or one of his wide receivers open it's a run situation, right? And you can count on Lamar, even in that situation, getting five, Mm -hmm. generally speaking, or whatever. And that's why Lamar Jackson, in part, just beyond the scripted quarterback runs, just had a lot of attempts, Yeah, right? He had a lot of rushing attempts, in part, for that. Scramble situations, right? I don't think... You know, there's still going to be some scramble, scrambling by Lamar Jackson, certainly. But before it gets to that, I think there's going to be check down options for him. Like, Todd Munkin even talked about it. It was like, you know... We don't need to force the ball to Mark and play backyard football and try to get the ball to Mark when things break down. There are other options. We need to find those other options. And a lot of that, I think, is the running backs. Like They're just going to get more balls in checkdowns, not just checkdowns, but just designed you know, plays where the ball goes to the running back in the passing game. And we saw that in Friday's practice, and really we've seen it throughout training camp. Yeah, the running backs have caught a number of balls, and John Harbaugh said, you know, Gus can catch the ball. Like we've see, You see it. Justice Hill can catch the ball. Melvin Gordon can catch the ball. J.K. Dobbins, when he gets back on the field, he can catch the ball. Yeah, that's the thing on J.K. and the, and the passing game. I do think that that is one area that I wonder how quickly he will adapt to that. I think he's got good hands, and he can do that, and I think that's an element of his game that I'm really excited about. Yeah. But I think that, like, in this new offense, that takes repetition. I think mm-hmm. that, like, knowing where to go and those check down routes and being in the right place and getting a feel with feel with Lamar, mm-hmm. yeah. I think that... That's a new thing for that's him new. in his offense. Like, right. I, I don't really have worry, running concern the about the Jake. running ball. I, I think we'll be... There are some different differences, but I don't well, think... J.K. would probably say, I can catch the ball. But it's a little different than that. It, like there's there's a little more nuance to that in a new right. offense. I think it's not just being able to do it, not being athletically able to do it, which I think he is. Like I agree with you. I think it, that takes some reps. Yeah, I think that that you gotta you gotta have that familiarity with Lamar, and that is like a new element of this offense. Like that's one of the yep. biggest changes for the backs. Yep. And so I'll be curious there, but I I do agree. I think. Like, I've liked what I've seen from Justice Hill so far. You know, like, mm-hmm. he was an under-the-radar re, uh, mm-hmm. re-sign yep. this offseason. And, you know, going into this year, like, he could end up playing, you know, pretty important role. Yeah. Um, so I've been I've been encouraged in him, with him. Can I just talk about the inside linebackers? Inside linebackers, dogs. <laughs> dogs. Across the board. Just, yeah. You're not, a, just, you're not just talking about the top two? I'm not just talking about Queen and, uh, Roquan. and Roquan. Like, 
it's a good, really good group. And, and, you know, when you're sitting here talking about Delshawn Phillips, right? We had him on our biggest surprises pod and like, dude, just continues to play plays. Right. I'm not saying he's going to play 50% of the defensive snaps or something, but like continues to make plays. Uh, Trenton Simpson, unfortunately is dealing with a soft tissue issue, but like, um, you know, there's really, it starts with Roquan and queen. They look like, no <laughs> out there i mean they're the core of this defense yes they're the foundation like this is one of those defenses with those two in the middle like it starts from the middle and they go but they're go- they're good on the outside too with marcus williams and marlon humphrey like they're just they're good, good the across middle. the board down, down the middle they're really strong like i the questions obviously are corner especially now with rocky scene you know dealing with an injury john harbaugh said it's short term you know we'll see how but short like, right. the, i mean when you have an open competition for a starting cornerback spot you know, we haven't had that the past couple of years. Yeah, really. I mean, Marcus has come back from the injury last year, so it's a little bit mm-hmm. different. But like, that's the first for the Ravens in a little while. Yeah. Um. And and number three, as I've talked about a lot, <laughs> your favorite your favorite topic. <laughs> do we want to talk about it again? Because I'll do it. Well, the cornerback <laughs> thing. Just to, I mean, I agree with you on linebackers. I've been super impressed with those right. guys. But with cornerback, like to to me, things changed this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rocky scene gets hurt. Leaves yep. practice. Like you said, John Harbaugh says it's not a serious long-term thing, yep. but also didn't give a timeline uh-huh. in terms of when he's going to be back. Right. So, you know, maybe he's back soon and, you know, next week it's all forgotten. Right. Um, but the fact that he isn't there has opened the door for Jalen Armour Davis mm-hmm. uh, to get snaps with the first team. It's opened the door for Brandon Stevens. It's opened the door for yep. um, other guys to step up. Yep. And I, I don't know that, like, anyone is really... Like I wouldn't say anybody is like seized that role in the event that this injury with Rakusin lingers. Yeah, like, no, I, th- I, I mean, think it's, it's a wide very open. open competition. Like Jalen Armour Davis, I like his potential. I think he has talent. I think that he has impressed at times. He's gotten beat at times, just as any corner does. But I still think that like that that to me is one of. I, I think if I'm saying the biggest question on the team right now. I think it might be that number two cornerback spot with this injury to Rock. Yeah, number two and three. It's yeah. corner. <laughs> You're like, don't forget about three before don't you worry about, about three. Before on. you worry about two, you got to worry <laughs> yeah, about number three. three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cornerback is. You know, we've talked about the left guards, the best competition in training camp. I think cornerback has surpassed it. That's the best yeah. competition right now at Ravens training camp, and and honestly, like that is a very very it's probably more significant one. too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to throw shade at left guard, but like, you know, you're between Ronnie Stanley and Tyler Linderbaum, like you're probably going to be okay. Yeah. I think the offensive line, whoever wins left guard spot is going to be really good, you know, but if a cornerback doesn't step up and kind of take the reins as the number two starting corner, yeah, I've got some concerns. I agree. I agree. I mean, that can be season altering. Yeah. I mean, that can be season altering for a defense. Now I I think the Ravens have the pieces. Like I'm not, I'm not totally pushing the panic button because I do have confidence in this, in like the pieces that are there, but you just got to see it. And this is an opportunity now, you know, to see it. So let's take a quick break and then give you some more takeaways from uh, the second week of camp. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. 
Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. You're listening to the Lounge Podcast. We're coming to you from the SeatGeek studio. We also want our listeners to know that DraftKings Sportsbook is the official sports betting partner of the Baltimore Ravens and has a limited time offer that you don't want to miss. Here's what you need to do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use the promo code FLOCK. New customers get a deposit bonus of up to $1,000. That's only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code FLOCK. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. you got to be physically present in Maryland and 21 or older to play. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so receivers. Uh, we talked a little bit about this um, in the uh, Surprise Players podcast, but I just think it, you know, we can't talk enough about receivers. Mm-hmm. I love, I really love what I'm seeing from Zay Flowers and Odell Beckham, really both of them. I thought you were going to go Nelson Aguilar too. I, I, I mean, well, that's a, week two takeaways. Nelson's had a very if, Nelson week has two. had good, but I feel like it's almost like we're always looking for like, you know, it's it's kind of like when we did the surprise podcast, we're like, nah, I'm not even surprised by Zay Flowers. I just expect it. But yeah. I just like when I what I've seen from Zay through the first two weeks of camp and Odell and Nelson. But I'll start, you know, really focus on Zay and Odell. Like I really like what I've seen from those two guys. I just think that like yeah. Zay to me looks like the real deal. Peter King's impressed too. Peter King said he looks better than any rookie that he's seen in camp. Well, he's only been to five others. Well, that's that five, was, that's four others. That was that was the you know you put out the headline, then you whisper that one. He's only been to five other camps. Well, hey, better, <laughs> better than anyone else in those four other camps. I think five, five, don't five, five others, five others. Okay, I think we okay. were six. Okay, okay. So don't shortchange it now. All right, yeah. All right, and he's been to Steelers, Bengals, <laughs> yeah. Browns. No, I don't know actually which ones. He's been to. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, yeah, I I mean I agree. Zay is awesome. Zay's awesome. And I think, you know, just so I'm, we're not just sitting here like, you know, rainbows of sunshine again, the whole pod. Like, I do think it was interesting when uh, he was, he's been roasting people in one-on-ones, you know, uh, but Kayvon Seymour bodied him up on one, got up on him and just locked him up in the line of scrimmage. I mean, like ended the route. Yeah. Right. And like, all right. Like that's going to be the, a challenge for Zay in the NFL. Like you're five nine, he's a five nine receiver. Yep. You know, and like he's he's lightning fast and all that stuff. But like, I'm sure cornerbacks are going to come up and try to challenge him and say, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna body you at the line of scrimmage and I'm not going to let you get loose and juke me all over the place and rub past me. Now it, it's up to Zay to to be able to beat that. That's what I'm sure his coaches are working on him uh, with. You know, yep. working on with him, and I think he'll. I think he'll certainly get there and have a lot of success, but like, you know, that was something that in practice, like caught my attention. It's like, all right, like that next challenge, challenge accepted. I'm sure for Zay. Well, Kayvon Seymour got a little shout out from John Harbaugh in Friday's practice. Yeah. Like he got a little shout out from him as a DB that has kind of made the most of his opportunities, not just in camp, but over the, his time here in Baltimore and Harbaugh likes him. I mean, he's primarily been a special teamer in his career, but 
I mean, he could end up being somebody that the Ravens count on at times. I but, mean, well, when you're talking about the cornerback composition, you know, like a sixth cornerback spot or something like Seymour's putting a stamp on it. Yeah. You know, just, just like, like Delshawn Phillips kind of, you know, he talked about the fourth inside linebacker. Who's going to make the team when you're talking about yeah. who's making the team like those veterans playing well on not just special teams like. That makes a case. This is our time to promote the You Pick the Team podcast. Yes. No, you well Pick done. the Team contest uh, presented by MedStar. Yeah, t- check that out. Um, you can make your predictions on who ends up on the 53-man roster. We will ultimately do, do a 53-man. If you do it real early. Like yeah, basically, this. like, if there's a tie, then whoever ends up getting theirs in first, the earliest, ends up winning there. Yeah. So, like, there's benefits to waiting. Guys get hurt or whatever, but there's also benefits to doing it early. It's yeah. just, um, but, uh but just with the receivers, like with Zay, it's not like he's hitting these down the field plays, but I, I've liked his ability to like hit like a quick seven yard out. I think oh, that yeah. he's been like really good in that part of the field. Well, and like, even against short, like good corners. You talk about the short passing game that I was discussing earlier with the running backs and stuff. Like Zay is going to be, I think, a pretty big part of that. Yeah. Like crossers, all that stuff. Like he is. There was one just shallow crosser that I watched him on. I was just like, good night yeah. to whoever has to try to cover that. And then you get some of the whip routes. You know, he starts on the crosser and just whips back to the sideline. And, oh, DBs are going to be tripping over themselves on that route. Like, there is no way. Yeah. There's no way when you're trying to run with him on a shallow crosser and he stops on a dime and tries to cut it back, they're going to be looking silly. I'm telling you, it's going to be Lamar Jackson-like highlights. I agree. I'm with you on that. Um, so that's, that's, and, and OBJ continues to look good. I think. Yeah. I would agree. Uh, um, all right. Well, and then, the purple hair. I mean, well, he's, got, he's got new hair, right? The purple hair It's it's, you know, it was getting pretty light. It was almost whitish, yeah. you know, which I thought, you know, he starts to age him a little bit. Now <laughs> he's gone purple. And now I'm like, yes. Yeah. It was kind of like a lavender when he first got here and now it's clear purple. Yeah. Um, the other thing we, I, I like, I like this defensive line. I thought Chuck Smith had some really good things to say about Justin Matabike, who I think is going to be like an under-the-radar really important piece of this team. Really mm-hmm. important piece of this team. And we actually got this email. You can email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Ian Armour emailed us and said, I'm from Nova Scotia, Canada. Nice. And I've been a diehard Ravens fan for 15 years. I've done the 17 hour drive each way Ooh. each way to see Ooh. some Ravens games that, that is commitment. Is devotion that is commitment my friend we love that Ian so thank you for doing that um, and Ian's question is about pending free agents for the guys who are going to be 2024 free agents who would you most like to resign mm. and his would be Matabike but I also think Broderick is likely so I mean, PQ that I mean there's yeah. a, there's a, a list of guys there I think it there is a good list I think that Matabike would probably be right now at the top of that list potentially and is here's he the thing most like to resign not yeah, who yeah, you think the, is the most qu- likely to who, resign who would you most like to resign okay and P, who's most likely to resign? So oh, he's, he's, he did both. He did both. I mean, look, I would like to resign all of them. Um, here's the thing with Matabike: if he goes out there and he had five and a half sacks last year, I think he's going to have even more this year. Like, if he goes out there and gets seven, eight, nine, well, sacks, the funny like, thing, he was like, he's, I, I keep writing down my goals and then I scratch them off basically, and I'm like, no, nah, it's not high enough. Yeah. And I got I go a little higher, and then that's ah, not quite, it's still not quite. He, high would, he wouldn't reveal what the exact number is, but yeah. like I bet he's thinking like, he, could I get double digit oh, sacks? I think he's definitely thinking double digits. And if he gets the double digit sacks, and he's going to get a massive contract, a massive contract, an interior defense lineman who can get that type of production, yes. that is big money. So I think that like, if if 
if he has that kind of production, then it would be hard not to resign him. But at the same time, it would be really difficult to keep <laughs> it him. It would also be hard, so, hard to resign him. So um, I think that Matabike could be the guy. That, that's my answer to that question. Yeah, I mean, uh, would like to resign. I mean, I just got done talking about the dogs in the middle <laughs> of the defense with Roquan and PQ. So I have a hard time. I would love to keep PQ. I have a hard time saying bye bye. You know, yeah. I mean, J.K. Dobbins is going to be a free agent. You know, I mean, what? You know, I, I I'm on the record also saying I think he could have a, a monster season. Um, mm, that is a tough one. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'll go PQ that I would like to. Okay. I, I just think, man, if you have Roquan and PQ in the middle of this defense for years to come, mm, that's that's a good group. That's a very good group. And uh, I, I, yeah, most likely to resign. I mean, if we're talking like kind of the big name guys, um, yeah, it's hard. I, I think. It is I, hard. I think. I mean, Broderick said, does feel like a maybe a right player, right price, but he's really been. I mean, is you know what kind of contract could he get? He could get a big one. I know. Well, we did. We talked about this previously. I said that one of those two guys, I feel like, could end up getting the contract, and it's hard to pick between them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would love to keep them all, but yeah, yeah, I think I think that I think that Matabike has potential for a massive payday yep. if all goes according to plan this season. Yep. And the Ravens are thinking that that could be the case, and so is Matabike. Uh, if all goes according to plan, all goes right, the Ravens are going to have a lot of 2025 comp picks. Yeah, but I think they want to keep some of these guys, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I agree, but I, I just... If it all goes right, you can't. Yeah, you can't. It's impossible. You just can't. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. We appreciate the question, Ian, and the commitment driving all the way down here from Nova Scotia. Thank uh, you so much. You can yeah. email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. I'll take a size them up and comp picks. That's my ideal. Uh, yeah, that size sounds them good. Up and everyone gets paid. Everyone gets a massive exactly. contract, and it's a size them up. And year. we're all wearing that ring, baby. Yeah, everyone's going getting the big contract with a new ring on their finger. Exactly. Um, all right, so um, make sure you also check out the Ravens Press Pass podcast feed if you haven't done so already. All of our podcasts are posted there in their entirety. And again, you can email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. We appreciate you listening and talk with you again later this week. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products, it's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.